Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 91 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. Today, we're starting a little later than normal because it's a public holiday in Australia. Um, you can find out all of our past shows on our website at pingskills.com slash table tennis blog. And while you're there, make sure to sign up for our free newsletter for lots of great table tennis tips. You can also listen to these shows on iTunes or using your favourite podcast app. Anyone can ask us a table tennis question by visiting our website and using the Ask the Coach section. For this show, we take a selection of questions from there, plus you can ask the question live on the show by going to bus.google.com slash busthingskills. Just find the current show and click on the Q&A button. Today, we're discussing the world rankings, how many players in the top 100 use short pimples on their forehead, the best services to use when using pimples. Whoa, and I just muted myself. <laughs> How to prepare against funny rubbers, getting the right angle for your forehand topspin, entering your first tournament, plus lots of questions from our live viewers. Well, that was a long introduction, but as always, Supercoach Alloys Rosario is with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alloys. Good morning, Jeff. Yeah, that was a long intro. Oh boy! That, uh, yeah, but uh, we've had we, we've had a bit of a sleep in today, so it's been good. Yes, indeed, a bit of a sleep in. Yeah, I think I better condense that introduction down a little bit. Um, would be better. Um, but yeah, we've had a bit of a sleep in, and we're ready to go. And we've got lots of questions. Um, so let's get on to a few of the questions. I should probably start with the Ping Skillers question of the day from yesterday. Um, well, which is actually from Friday, and it is, which player do you want to play like? Oh, no, and Alex, you can't, I can't hear you. Okay, so um, for, um, for me, like, you know that I, I love what I really think that I can play like. Um, the player that I think that I would love to play like is Zuzin. Um, Left-hander, gets around, uses his forehand topspin all the time. And I think uh, that, yeah, he's the player that I would love to be able to play like. Okay, yeah, you're really cutting out. We might even need to just go to sound only if we can. I don't know, because it seems to be cutting out quite a bit there, Alois. Um, yeah. Later in the day, everyone's using the internet nowadays. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, player that I'd like to play like, yeah, like um, so many, so many players. Like, Krianga uh, is just a great player just because he hits the ball so fast and so hard, and um, that would be awesome just to be able to smash balls like that. And um, he seems to just tee off on everything. So that's that's one player. Um, but then, yeah. Zoo's in, he's left-handed, so maybe not for me. Maybe someone like Ma Long. Um, yeah. Any of those guys, really. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to the Ping Skills question of the day. And it is, um, when is the strangest time you have trained or played table tennis? So jump online, leave a comment, and let us know when is the strangest time you have trained or played table tennis? All right. Now, um, Alois, let's talk about Ma Long since I mentioned him. Um, 
he is the new number one in the rankings. Yes, yeah, he's gone gone back up to number one in the world um, after one year um, behind Zhu Zin. Um, so on the latest March World Rankings, uh, Ma Long back to number one. Um, interesting for the 31st month, I think. So it's, it's a lot of times that he's been number one in the world. So um, so great effort by Ma Long to get back up there. Zhu Zin, um, uh, number two. Uh, number three, Fan Zen Dong. And interestingly, Fan Zen Dong still under 18 and number one in the under-18s in the world, number one in the under-21s in the world, but uh, number three in the in the men. So uh, an amazing effort by Zuzin, uh, by Fan Zendong, sorry. Yes, certainly. And um, Brendan just wanted to appear on the show quickly. Say hello to all the Ping Skills viewers. Hello. <laughs> We're just talking about the world rankings in table tennis. Um, and so uh, Timo Bowl, Alois? Yeah, Timo Ball gone off the ranking list. Um, so I, I'm not sure exactly of the rules, but after a few months of inactivity, uh, you get dropped off the list. So Timo Ball not on the list, but one of the old stages, um, Samsonov, back in the top 10 at number 10 after his great uh, win in Qatar. So, um, yeah, so that's one for the oldies. Okay, yeah, one for the old. There's an interesting rule about the, them dropping off the ranking list, Alloys, because I believe that when he comes back to a tournament, he'll still retain his points and still be seeded where he would have been if they hadn't dropped him off the ranking list. Yeah, that's right. So they, they maintain a dummy ranking um, points. Um, they're just not listed on the on the world on the official world ranking list because they haven't played. It's to to try and encourage players to uh, compete more. So you can't just sit on the ranking list after not uh, not playing and uh, and participating in events. Yeah, I mean it's hard all these rules, but that one it seems a bit strange to me because it's kind of like, well, you're not really you're not on the list, but if you come and play, we'll pretend you were on the list. It's kind of like they've gone halfway. Um, eh, but I don't know. Maybe it works. Maybe it works. All right. Um, well, let's move on to a question here, Alois. I had one picked out that I wanted to talk about first, which was, yeah, from Michael. He says, I was wondering which players in the top 100 use short pimples on their forehand. I'm thinking of offensive players like Wang Zhengyi. Yeah, so Wang Zhengyi, I think now playing for Poland, um, uh, short pimples, penhole player, but really there, there aren't a lot of players in the in the top 100 that are using short pimples on the forehand. Bit of a dying art. We, um, on Friday's show, I think we talked about uh, Zhang Jialiang uh, winning the World Championships in uh, 85 and 87 using short pimples on the forehand. But I think nowadays, um, yeah, it's just it's just too difficult to, to compete right at that top level um, using the short pimples on the forehand. You just haven't got enough margin for error. Um, and yeah, the so you can't generate enough topspin. So I think um, we'll see less and less players using short pimples now um, on the forehand side. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the last uh, number one I can remember is probably Lu Guliang, perhaps. Um, does that sound right? Yeah, not sure. Not sure. Did Lu yeah. Guliang use short short pimples on the forehand? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay. Oh, there you go. 
Okay. There's my memory. <laughs> no, occasionally, because he beat Waldner when he first played him at a Worlds, and then he sort of had it over Waldner for a while, but then Waldner turned it around and sort of got his game and was able to beat him. And then I think he started serving long into his backhand, and Lugolian would sometimes try and switch, and he'd have normal rubber on his backhand just to try and loop the first one. But, uh, yeah, it didn't really help him a lot. Um, but then in the women, I guess it's more common, is it? Yeah, a little, a little bit, but um, still not that common um, on the forehand side. They use it a lot on the backhand. Uh, they use a lot of short pimples on the backhand side. But, uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, we'll, we'll see less and less short pimples being used. Yes, okay. All right, well, that moves us nicely on to another question um, with my son just making some funny faces in the background. <laughs> um it moves on to one. Let me try and find it. We've got so many questions today, but this is from Dieter. And Dieter says, last Friday, I played an inter-club match and lost against two short pimple players around 1,100 ELO and an anti-power player of 800. I'm 750 myself, but I beat a 900 player with a regular bat. In our club, we don't have players with strange rubbers, so how can I train for that? Yeah, it's re really difficult if you haven't got players um, that you can play with. Um, makes it makes it really difficult. Um, I think you know maybe trying to just get to more tournaments, try to get to um, to see more players that that have got uh, the short pimples and the anti spin will probably help. Um, that's the only real solution I can I can offer you. Um, it's it's difficult to. Learn to play against those sort of players if you're not playing against them regularly. So, so perhaps just try to explore the possibility of um, of that. The other thing is maybe you could get um, one of your friends to just use short pimples in in a training session or just um, to block to you, uh, to block to you perhaps as well. So if you buy a short pimples bat, um, you might be able to just um, you know utilize that during your training sessions perhaps. Yeah, that could work. I guess the problem is the partner's got to get used to using that short pimples, but I, I guess it gives you some exposure. Yeah, it's better than it's better than no exposure at all. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, um, let's move on and let's look at a question from Brock, who says, uh, "Which is your favourite match of all time?" Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I, I do quite like the 87 Worlds final just because it was the first world championship that I had seen and um, and it was such a great match. You know, it involved Waldner, it involved you know, um, the current world champion, Zhang Jialiang, who won again. I had the chance to play against Zhang in 1986, the year before that, and he absolutely smashed me. So it was great to see him um, in full flight. Um, there as well. So yeah, probably just just for the fact of uh, my own personal um, uh, memories, I reckon that 1987 World Championship final. Yeah, so many good matches. It's hard to really know. I guess um, yeah, the 2000 Olympics was also a great match. Uh, Kong and Huey uh, went up two nil. Waldner came back to two all, but then uh, Kong and Huey managed to win the gold. Um, and take the fifth set. That was also a great match. But yes, so many good matches. Um, yeah, but um, if you guys have a favourite match, leave a comment um, on the blog and let us know what your favourite match was as well. 
Um, and let's move on to one from Trevor, who says, how can I avoid or improve being wrong-footed when my opponent goes for a smash or a finishing shot? Yeah, so Trev, um, the main thing there is is watching the ball and uh, trying to be as balanced as you can while the ball's up in the air and they're ready to smash. The the natural reaction when someone smash or is is about to smash is that firstly you tighten up a little bit, um, and you might even just tend to go towards your um, your stronger side. So for me, I tend to move across a little bit more and and try to uh, play some more balls with my forehand. But rather try to try to remain quite relaxed, try to remain open to the ball coming to both sides and really, really, really focus on tracking that ball uh, right from the start. Um, if you track the ball, then you're going to give yourself the best chance of um, of returning it. Um, I know I've seen Trevor play a bit, and Trev does uh, tend to go across to his forehand a little bit in that situation. So, so Trev, yeah, just try to square yourself up a bit more um, and keep it open to the fact that the ball can come both sides. Yeah, it's always going to be difficult once you're in that position and your opponent's got a smash or a finishing shot. So, you know, I guess the real key is try not to get into that position in the first place. But, yeah, if you are, I guess just stay relaxed and just try and focus on the ball and and do your best. Um, Good luck with that, Trevor. Okay. Um, Next question is from Baswar Alois, who says... While practicing the forehand strokes, I am not always able to find the right combination of bat angle and bat speed. So the ball ends up hitting the net or flying out of the table. What should I do? Yeah, so so that's that's a lot of experimentation and a lot of just um, s- small adjustments. Um, that to um, to practice more. So. The difference between this angle and this angle, okay, only looks like a little angle change, can be about, you know, um, half a metre at the other end of the table. So to, to be able to, to understand exactly what angle that you need to have your bat on um, takes a lot of practice. Um, similarly with the brushing action of the ball as well. So just the, the more you can play, the easier it becomes, the more simple the... Um, the adjustment becomes as well to to what you're to what you're doing. So just really really focus on that as much as you can. Just you know practice practice uh, practice changing the angles as much as you can and just see see what uh, what you can learn. Okay, good tips there, Alice. Because when I'm playing, I'm not consciously thinking, oh, I need this bad angle and I need this bad uh, speed because it would kind of be all too much and you wouldn't be able to think about that all the time. So really, as you said, it actually just comes through practice. So just get out on the table and start practicing and, you know, try and get 10 top spins on in a row, then try and get 20, then 30. And as you as you get better at that, you're just going to naturally become better. I don't think it's helpful or, do you, you know, to think about, you know, changing your bat anger a millimetre and making your bat faster. Is that your experience? Yeah, no, yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible to start to to get too um, technical about those sort of little changes because, yeah, as, as you said, um, you can't think about that during a match anyway. So it's just a matter of um, experience and practicing. But the other thing is that um, doing the stroke correctly, as we show you, 
gives you the best chance because you, you're getting a good margin for error um, over the net by coming up and using the the, um, the the higher finish up at your forehand here. So if you if you're coming across your body, you have to be really exact. If you're coming up there, you're, you're starting to give yourself more margin for error. The ball's um, dipping a lot more, so um, you've got a better chance of getting that ball on the table anyway. Great. All right. Well, I'll put a link to the forehand top spin in the show notes. And, yeah, that's why I just get out on the table and just try and improve your consistency. Um, we've got a consistency chart I'll put up as well. Use that. See if you can get to 10 in a row, then 20, then 30. And as the more you get... Um, on the table in a row, the better you're going to find you're able to adjust to different types of balls. So uh, thanks for the question and good luck working on your forehand topspin. All right. Now, um, Muhammad has asked, is there something such as a side spin forehand flick? And if there is, can pen holders do it? Yeah, so um, it's the shot that I saw Zuzin do recently. So I can't remember where, where we had it, but someone put a link on it to uh, in one of our questions. So the side spin forward, so sorry, first the backhand side spin flick. So you're starting there and you're coming across and over and around. So the side spin forehand flick that Zuzin did with his um, pen hold was he came this way and around and up. So so here's the ball, he's doing this and then coming up and over the ball like that with the with the side spin and the flicking. Um, so um, it is possible. It's actually easier with the pen hold um, to do it. With the shake hand, it becomes quite difficult unless you release your grip um, here so that you've got more of a serving type of grip so that you can spin the ball around that way. So, yeah, it is possible. Uh, it's not a shot that I've seen used a lot, but, you know, it's it's viable. If, if, uh, if you can practice it a little bit, you might be able to use it a bit more. I've seen pen holders use it. Um, a bit, but uh, not so much shake hand players. But shake hand players, give it a try as well. Um, might be something that you can um, incorporate into your game. Yeah, interesting. Like um, we've seen, like you said, the backhand flick with side spin has become really prevalent. All the top players are doing it. They're even moving around onto their forehand side to do it. Um, but as yet, the forehand flick doesn't. Um, seem to be in their games, which makes me think that it's not quite as effective, but maybe they just haven't tried it yet. Yeah, it's harder to use your wrist um, in this motion, in, in that motion than the backhand motion, so that's that's one of the reasons, but yeah, give it, give it a try. All right, give it a try. Okay, next question is from Brock, and he says, do you know a tip against an aggressive attacker. Yeah, so the main thing, Brock, is to be able to keep the ball short and low over the net. If you can do that, then you're going to stop them from making the attack so much. So if you push the ball long or high, then they're going to be able to attack at you easily. If you keep, keep the ball shorter and lower, then it's harder for them to make that first attack. So that's the main, main thing. Serve short, return the ball short when you can. Yeah, and I found against aggressive attackers... They were going to hit a lot of winners against you, but they also seemed, as a generalisation, to make a lot of errors. So you kind of had to be prepared just to allow a few winners to get hit past you, but try and stay calm, try and um, play your game, and you know hope that they'll make more errors by you know giving them difficult balls to attack. 
Yes. All right. Now, um, let's look at the next question from Martin Ann, who says, Hello, Coach. I suppose the sponge is very important um, to do and to learn topspin. My question is, what thickness? Should I use a 2mm or less? And should I use a hard rubber or not a hard sponge? Yeah, so I think um, when you're learning the topspin, um, something between a 1.5 and 2mm sponge is good. Um, and I think a softer sponge is actually easier to learn with because it's a bit more forgiving. So the ball's going to sink into the rubber and you can you can make that topspin. Um, so, yeah, so I, I would say go for a 1.5 to 2mm um, rubber. Make sure that the rubber isn't too fast, though. So, I mean, the one that we uh, recommend a lot is Mark V, but Shriver's just as good. Those sort of rubbers are great just to just to learn um, your basic your basic topspin technique. Okay, excellent. Well, thanks for the question, Martin. And now, um, next question is from Thomas, who says, "I am entering my first tournament, and I have an ITTF approved bat, but I was wondering about shoes and what to wear. Do the shoes have to be specifically table tennis shoes?" And also, are there any other requirements that most people don't know about? Yeah, so I think um, the the shoes don't have to be anything special. Um, so your normal joggers or runners are okay. The only problem with um, joggers is that if they if their heel is too big, it's a bit easier to to roll over on them and um, and twist your ankle. So that's why table tennis runners or indoor sport runners tend to have um, a lower profile on them um, to stop that happening. Um, the other things that you can think about for your tournament are just the, the, the shirts that you wear. Um, the shirt's probably the main part of the clothing that you need to think about. So you can't have anything with too much white on it um, if you're using a white ball um, or if they're, if they're using an orange ball, you can't have too much orange or yellow um, so that it clashes clashes with the shirt. So um, so that's, that's the main thing with um, with your clothing, um, you know, just wear comfortable clothing. Shorts are good, um, just a, a sports type top. Uh, but as I say, just try to go for um, one s simple colour. I think helps. Um, it'll just be easier when you get to the tournament. You don't have to worry about things like that. There's lots of other tips on um, tournaments as well. You know, um, get there early so that you get plenty of time to get used to the area, um, get used to the surroundings, you get a chance to have a bit of a hit up. Um, I think that's important. Um, often tournaments run a long time, so you're often there for quite a few hours. So in that situation, just make sure you're well prepared with things like food and, and, um, and uh, water as well. Um, at, at a tournament, you're not necessarily going to be able to get um, good, healthy food. So Try to prepare that uh, for yourself beforehand, um, and eat lots of small small snacks during the day, um, rather than trying to plan on having one big meal because you're just as likely to have, to have that one big meal and then get called up to play a match. So so just have lots of little snacks. But um, we do have an old blog, I think Jeff on um, on playing in tournaments. That we might be able to uh, resurrect and link to as well. Yes, very good idea. Um, we should put that on the new blog. That would be good. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, congratulations, Thomas, on entering your first tournament. It's a great step. I'm sure you're going to love it. Um, and yeah, 
listen to those tips that Alloys has just given because they will definitely help you out and good luck. Alright, let's uh, move on to a question from Navisha who says, what are the best services for a player using a pimple rubber? Yeah, so so with a pimple, with a short pimple rubber particularly, um, it's hard to generate uh, a lot of spin. So you can generate some spin uh, with the short pimples, but you won't get as much spin as you do with an inverted rubber. So um, focus more on your um, placement of the serve. Make sure that you're serving it low, serving it short. Um, or serving it long and really fast so that it's difficult for them. Um, I think just focusing on a little bit of backspin or as much backspin as you can get with the short pimples is good as well. Um, and then have that variation of the backspin and the no spin um, that you can um, add in so that the, they're going to put the ball up a little bit higher to allow you to attack. So, um, yeah, so... Placement is probably more important than the spin because you can't generate as much spin with the short pimples, I think. Yeah, okay. So focus on placement. Good tips, Navisha. Great. And uh, Dieter has actually um, also jumped online and he's just said um, he might ask a question one day online. Well, it came through, Dieter, so any time, just, uh, yeah, um, jump on with the Q&A app as everybody can do. Go to our plus.google.com slash plus ping skills page, click on the Q&A button and you'll be able to ask a question. Well, that wraps up uh, Monday's episode. Thanks everybody for watching and thanks everybody for your questions and a big thank you to Alois uh, for answering all the questions. Thank you, Alois. Nice having a sleep in today, Jeff. Yes, certainly nice uh, having a bit of a sleep in and doing it a bit later. Uh, very enjoyable. We should have a public holiday every Monday in Australia. That would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. What about Tuesdays as well? Can we do that, arrange that? <laughs> yep. All right. When I'm Prime Minister, Mondays and Tuesdays, there'll be holidays. Oh, vote one, Jay Plum. <laughs> Great. All right. Thanks, everyone. And we'll be back at our regular early time tomorrow morning. See you then. Have a great day and play lots of table tennis. <laughs>